go back 15 years. Yeah. Well, now we're like, where is it streaming? Is it on Netflix? It's not. I'm just going to watch A Christmas Chronicle 2. <laughs> Which is actually a good Christopher Columbus movie. I like those. Did you watch I them? like, we talked about Christopher Columbus, and I just, you know, he he knows how to make a Christmas movie. But have you seen the ones with Kurt Russell, The Christmas Chronicle? I watched, I watched one of them last year. The, um, the, I don't really care for movies uh, with Santa Claus in them. <laughs> <laughs> really, I never got that about you. <laughs> no, I can totally believe that about you. I feel like they're just too like happy jolly for you. You know what's a Christmas movie I enjoy? Like I assume it's Christmas because there's snow in it, but it doesn't <laughs> really make any reference to Christmas, but it just feels Christmassy. Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands feels Christmassy. Well, yeah, you're right. It does feel Christmassy. And it's maybe because it almost feels like she's the grandmother or the old woman's telling the story at a Christmas time. But yes, it yeah. does feel Christmassy. I, I like how we, we refer to a very young Winona Ryder in not great uh, grandma makeup. <laughs> Doing a voice like this. <laughs> old lady. The old lady. Well, because I'm living it. I can, I, I'm trying to, you know, I'm not going to sell the, I'm not going to just point out all the obvious like you. I'm trying to sell the dream there, Rabbit, okay? <laughs> no, she did a good job. Just... Well, it's Tim Burton before he relied completely on the, I do, like I do, I do feel like her grandma makeup really just looked like somebody who took like uh, Elmer's glue and just kind of like <laughs> made, a, made a skin, just like smeared on her face and let it dry. You know who's great in that? Alan Arkin, right? He's yeah. Just, as the dad, the clueless dad, like, hey, you okay there, Red? <laughs> He's like to killed some kid. I mean, he doesn't really, but that's like how I would like if Edward had killed someone and showed him just like bloody claws. Like, oh, need me to hose that off for you, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Christmas. Come on. So, what do you got? Non-traditional. I've said reindeer games. Games trapped. Reindeer, in reindeer games. <laughs> My batteries are running. <laughs> They're frogs. Wooderson. Wooderson. He he tried to sell Trapped in Paradise so hard he had a stroke. <laughs> but no, I was um, I was talking about that at work the other day, not having a stroke. But you remember the little toy where you pull the it's like kind of the toy that taught kids how to work a slot machine. You pull the stick and it spins around, then it lands on an animal. It's like the pig goes. But then the best thing about them was like after you had it for years and years and everything, it just like every animal, especially the frog, just sound like possession. You know, like demons. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you would find that one in, like, an old preschool that was, like, 70 years old. Yeah. And it's, like, and it's like you pull it, and then yeah. whatever noise, it's, like, channeling demons. Yeah. The goat says. <laughs> or even when, it, like, the person speaking's voice is not clear, it's, like. <laughs> and then it's, like, you land to the frog, there goes. <laughs> and you're, like. Ah! You know, this. uh. So uh, I watched on HBO uh, the 8-Bit Christmas. Oh, was that any good? I really enjoyed it. Uh, I saw it advertised it, on Instagram because yeah, I follow it, Polka Dot Man. Yeah, it has, uh, it has real um, John Hughes vibes. What is it about? Sell it, sell so, it to so me. So it's, it's uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Ugh, is I don't his, watch him. Is telling his, 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 his daughter, like, they go to visit, like, his the house he grew up in uh and they go to his room and he's like she's like i'm bored and he's like we play my nintendo 
And then uh, he's like, I'll tell you a story how I got this Nintendo. And then it goes back to Christmas time in the 80s when all the kids want a Nintendo. And the crazy hijinks, he goes to to get it. And uh, um, uh, Steve Zahn plays his dad. Oh, I love Steve Zahn. Yeah, and it takes place in Chicago. Uh, oh, I like Chicago. Yeah, so I I really like. I thought it had some good jokes. Uh, well, I like movies and shows in Chicago. I've never been there, but they're always fun. Usually, I've been to Chicago and uh, I had a really good time in Chicago. I do I, love uh, Chicago style dogs. Yeah, that I I ate uh, a few of those. There's actually hot dog stands on every corner, so you never miss an opportunity to get a hot dog. But I did not have. But I did not have. I did not have deep dish pizza because I'm not a. I'm not a fan of that much crust. Or also, I'm not a fan of the sauce on top, cheese on bottom. Mm. Not, mm. Not it's okay if you like that. I'm not going to be... Mm. We're a couple guys from Alabama. We can't be pizza purist, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. I mean, the in my... Anyway, I don't want to talk about pizza in my little small podunk town. That's just going to make everyone sad. Yeah. The, but I feel it, like the, the only things that we can have opinions on is like... Fried chicken. Corn, corn Cornbread. Fried chicken, fried chicken, yeah, and sweet tea and biscuits, biscuits for sure. Oh yeah, we can have we can have uh, opinions on biscuits. But uh, back to uh, you know, I, you brought it up, and I just can't stop talking about thinking about it. Let's just actually tell everyone a Chicago style dog. Do you know all the ingredients? I think I know them all. Um, because it's not it's not just about having a Chicago, a hot dog in Chicago. You got to have a Chicago style dog in Chicago. That to me, that's if you're in Chicago, that's you got to do it. But, and what it is, it's I've had a Chicago style dog, but at the Oracle Park, the Giants uh, Stadium here in um, San Francisco. But a Chicago style dog, you get the poppy seed bun, and then of course you're a hot dog wiener, and. <clears throat> Not just like it's like a whole slice of like kind of a pickle, kind of a pickle spear almost. So not like a pickle relish, but a pickle spear. Kind of also like a slice, a little slice of tomato on there, and then what they call sports peppers, and then I believe mustard or mate, and maybe am I missing anything? Mustard or ketchup? I think that's it. You're maybe. the you're the hot dog expert here. You just feel- rattled off the all the ingredients. You didn't even stutter so. I, I believe I might have messed it up. If anyone from Chicago, which I don't know, well, like you said, of our five listeners, I think we're set. They're mostly all Alabama-based, so <laughs> within our family, yeah. they're like they didn't put mayonnaise on that. What's wrong with that? I love mayonnaise on a hot dog. <laughs> so do I. But you do that around some people that weren't from the south, and they're going to give you looks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, it's really mayonnaise is really just an Alabama thing because, like, even here in Georgia. Um, People don't like eat that much uh, mayonnaise, and when um, I put copious amounts, uh, you know, on my food, I get I get looks, looks I wouldn't get in Alabama, where everybody understands that mayonnaise is delicious. Mayonnaise is God in Alabama. This saves every casserole, every salad, everything. It saves it. I just put I just made turkey salad with my leftover Thanksgiving turkey, and it was mayonnaise, almost a whole a whole jar of mayonnaise. The leftover turkey meat and some chopped up celery and some pecans in there and that was it and it was delicious they put pecans in there yeah like you know you, you know that they put nuts in there and sometimes people put grapes or apples in it too i didn't put that i don't like fruit who am i yeah i, I know you don't like fruit 
I do like vegetables. People often like to just put me in that nice fat guy stereotype. Like I just must live off of like candy and fried foods and butter, uh, you know, and I, that's not true. I do also love vegetables a lot. I just don't like fruit. That's just it. I just don't like the texture usually. The taste is okay, but the texture just grosses me out. Of just every fruit. There's like billions of types of fruit. I don't know, man. I mean, like, I'll eat, like, it's got to be a crunchy apple if I'm going to do fruit. Like, like, use that Granny Smith apples are okay. I can't do those soft ones. It's like biting into applesauce and mushy things. Like, ugh. And then, so a lot of fruit is kind of like slimy and mushy. I, I like the, like, vegetables more or less have a crunch to them. I don't know. It's just fruit grosses me out. Like, so, trying to bite into a piece of cantaloupe or watermelon. Ugh. Do, do you want to hear a story? It's, it's, a, it's, it can, it's kind of a Christmas story, and it has to do with apples. And it has to do with the Opry Mills Mall in Nashville. You know what? Do I want to hear it? Yes. Do our listeners want to hear it? You bet yes. your ass they do. <laughs> yeah. So, um, growing up, when my dad was on marriage number two, he's now on marriage number three. Um, I'm sure he's going to love you pointing that out if you ever listen. <laughs> my dad's never going to listen. My dad has... Like my dad has visited Savannah uh, a dozen times. He's never stopped by my apartment. He has no idea how I live. Oh my God. All right, go so, on. So uh, around Christmas time, my dad and um, my stepmom and my two stepbrothers, and then me and my sisters, uh, we go up to uh, the Opry Mills Mall, and the Opry Mills Mall is is big mall they built in the late 90s it's those you know they built those like really it's like late stage capitalism at its worst these giant grotesque malls uh it actually they built it over uh the spot that opryland the uh the amusement park had been but opryland the amusement park closed down and so uh they built a, a giant ass uh mall and it had a rainforest cafe that everybody would want to eat there, even though it smelled really weird from this like fake fog that would come out of this like <laughs> this jungle scene. Yeah. Uh, it had a it had like a Tower Records where they didn't uh, they didn't have uh, their like Playboys were never wrapped up, so you can like look at the Playboys. <laughs> um, I love this. Yeah, they had a they had a pretty nice theater where uh, I saw I saw Sweeney Todd in that theater and I saw uh, um, the two towers in that theater. But uh, we would go up there and we would go all weekend because my goddamn stepmother uh, loved to shop at that stupid mall and she'd shop for two days. So for like all day for like Saturday and Sunday we would we would just walk circles around the mall while she would fucking shop the Tommy Hilfiger but um, <laughs> there was this stupid ass store there and to this day it pisses me off it's been 20 something years since I I don't even think it's open anymore but it was called the Apple Barn and it was a goddamn two story store devoted just to apple bullshit <laughs> And it just the concept pisses. You didn't need two stories to sell applesauce and like apple baskets. Like oh, you talking about the fruit apple, not even like apple apple. Like, no, no, this was like this was like the late nineties. So like I don't even think uh, iPods were out yet. So like Apple wasn't what it was now. <laughs> 
Oh my god, a whole No, this is the Apple Barn. This was the Apple Barn and it was devoted to just apples. It had this very rustic style. That kind of pisses me off. Two story, (laughs) two story Apple store. And so we're walking in and I already hate it, but there's this little fucker behind me, this like kid, and I don't and I hate that this kid to this day has residence in my mind and he, he won't leave, but the little fucker, and I don't know who he was. He wasn't connected to us at all, but as we're walking in, I hear this kid go, I hope they have apple butter. (laughs) (laughs) That voice, you should, I just pictured Jay Beard, honestly. You know, it might have been him. It was a long time ago. But okay. yeah, no, I was just thinking about this kid was so excited for fucking apple butter. <laughs> Wooderson, you... Wooderson, Wooderson, this might have happened in 1998. Oh my so God. I've been holding on to this for like 22 years. You know, I'm going to confess, <laughs> as soon as you started describing the apple barn or bar, well, I can't, yeah, um, and describe, I realized it was about apples. My first thought was, oh, I bet they had some good apple butter there. <laughs> I bet you did. Did you, did your family make a trip up there in 1998? <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, that could have been me. I love apple butter. I do. As soon as I realized it was about, I was like, I bet they got a good apple Because <laughs> did you ever go to Lambert's when you were going to Gup Shores? Like, we went there like once. And they and they throw the rolls to they you? They throw the goddamn rolls at you. Yeah, and then they always had this great apple butter they would bring by for your rolls. And I was just like, oh, I love it so much. So. But here's the thing. Apple butter is good, but every time I see it, that voice plays in my head. <laughs> it's like Pavlov's dog. <laughs> Rabbit can never enjoy apple butter since nineteen ninety eight because that fucking kid. Like I like the kid got so excited about apple butter. <laughs> what a lame little fucker. <laughs> I was like, what are they like you know like that kid grew up to like sell insurance or that kid grew up to get move out to San Francisco. <laughs> And be a praised ticket carny at the Fisherman's Wharf. <laughs> A.K.A. me. <laughs> That's all. People are like, what are you, who are you working on? I was like, no, I'm just a, I'm a carny. I just have all my teeth and insurance. <laughs> but your job sounds fun. It is. I, I mean, I remember, you remember like this time last year, I was working that fucking office job selling hot tubs. Well, not selling the hot tubs. I was just fucking listening to the assholes that bought their hot tubs. They're like... Where's my hot tub? I don't care if it's a pandemic. Why can't they make my hot tub? Oh wait, was that what you're doing? Selling yes. hot tubs? I know. Hey. I was. I didn't sell the hot tubs. I was just like the call center jackass. That when they were like the rich customers, you know, it's just all these rich people. Yeah, because only yeah, rich people, like can, only rich people can afford hot tubs. To yeah. this day, and, and, they, I like, think and they were just I, calling, and they couldn't realize that the warehouses are working with like less than their work staff because this was like primo prime time pandemic. You know what I mean? It's not like no one's getting vaccinated. Not everything's opened up yet. Like 
but these assholes still can they can order all their hot tubs they want, but they no they're not getting made. And so they just called me like, and then my favorite thing was they go, I understand it's a pandemic, but and I'm like, no, there should be no but. It's a pandemic, and you think the last thing the world's really working on to get is your fucking hot tub made? You know, I think uh, quarantine would have been more enjoyable if I had had a hot tub. Well, you ain't getting it from me, asshole. (laughs) I wish you'd go back and be a mall Santa again. Yeah, uh, this time of year, I always kind of miss it, but I mean, when you have a full-time job, trying to do that you either work every single day of december which can be draining or and it's just like also because i don't i'm not where i can grow a full beard and or i'm not and i don't have gray hair yet mm-hmm. so i have to do all that gluing beard and eyebrows to my skin or, every you time. know you could just be like santa's got low testosterone because <laughs> he ate too much apple butter when he was the boy <laughs> But I did love it. Um, so for the for our, our one listener at this point, after talking about fucking t- taking shits in the Apple Barn, and this is where we're at for a finale. <laughs> I was uh, a Macy's Santa Claus here in San Francisco, my first year of living out here. Well, first two years I did it, and uh, it was absolutely amazing. Um, a Macy's Santa Claus gig is not like any other uh, shopping mall Santa gig, and they tell you that because like when I did the interview, they were like. So you're the you're portraying the Santa Claus everybody sees at the end of the parade for Thanksgiving every year. You're wearing the exact same suit as him. He cannot leave the store. You're supposed to look just that's who you are. And you get this whole handbook and just like tells you all this stuff. And you know, like you're go they're like kind of like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Everybody knows this Santa Claus more than you're not just any mall Santa. Like that shit, they take it seriously. And you sit on the chair for pretty much your whole shift. Like I think that's why they wanted me being a younger guy because I could like hold my bladder and stuff because it's really hard to like if Santa Claus has to go to the bathroom and you see like Santa Claus sent at the urinal you know so they Wait, don't want to the is like the Santa Claus mythology it was never like stated like oh Santa Santa Claus doesn't use the bathroom well you know it's just it's just like it's just different like I didn't even, I wouldn't want to be in the bathroom and then like a kid sees me and I'm like oh hang on little one let me wash my hands or some shit I don't know I would have so, been, been fine was like oh Santa. Santa has poop. <laughs> Santa that, has uh, poop. That makes him more relatable. I guess. But anyway, I'd sat on the chair the whole six-hour, eight-hour shift, and it would just, you know, you'd see hundreds or, like, I mean, on a weekend, you could almost see a 1,000 kids or so. I mean, it was a big store, one of the bigger stores and stuff. But yeah. it was fun. It was great. I mean, I, I'm a huge kid, as everyone knows, you know, big man-child. So I love that kids that really believe that I was the Santa Claus. So I can portray that magic. I love the Christmas time and – so it's just, it's really fun to get into that, especially if they, I know like what toy or whatever they're into, you know, or video games, so I could relate like that. It was a fun time. Oh yeah, I forget you're big into like action figures and Lego. <clears throat> oh yeah, dude. I've already told my mom uh, that I wanted this. Uh, She's like, what can I get you for Christmas? And I'm like, well, they got these action figures out right now. It's the He-Man Master of the Universe, but there's Origins. It's a, and that's the toy line. It's called Origins because they're making them just to look just like the ones they had in the 80s. So I already have some original 80 ones. I was like, oh, that, I could add that to my collection because they look very like the old 80s ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I've told you. I mean, we, we had this discussion. Like, I, I inherited my cousin's uh, Masters of the Universe. I inherited a He-Man. And uh, Manny faces, and there was like one other. I think I might have, I might have had a Beast Man. Well, 
And and then what happened? You just played with them till they broke. Or so he man, he man had a had a soft plastic head. Yeah, a hard plastic body. Yep. I I for whatever reason would chew on that head. Yes. <laughs> Every you it happened to some. I think I like Beast Man. He had a, like kind of a chewier head. I feel it, like honestly, I chewed on a lot of toys. Way I'm pretty sure I went over to friends' houses when I was way too old to do this, and like I would like chew on uh, a Stretch Armstrong like arm. <laughs> Until like it popped and the fucking corn syrup would come out and they had to put a band-aid. Oh my god. I bet they hated you. Know, you know, you didn't have a stretch armstrong unless you had a band-aid to keep the fucking cornstarch from pouring out. <laughs> we didn't have one growing up because my mom thought it was a stupid toy. We you know, we've already done a, a podcast devoted to the Armstrong. Yeah, but it was so long ago. <laughs> <clears throat> That was, um, that was that was way back in the early days before we we found our our flow. Our flow. <laughs> um, yeah, our flow has been so great tonight. We really stayed on course just talking about Christmas movies. <laughs> we talked like two seconds about that. Everything else, we don't so we don't start the show with a mission statement like, "Hey, audience, today we're going to talk about Christmas movies." No, we you, just start talking. Time out. You know what? I, there is something I remember. You've watched over our hiatus. And you were like trying to sell me on, and I was like, "No, dude, it looks too fucking weird, and it pisses me off." That HBO Jellystone show, I do not like how they made those characters look because I love the Yogi Bear and all those Hanna Barbera characters, and they look goofy as hell. And you were trying to say you liked it. Yeah, I did. It, yeah, like it, it's a little like simplistic, but uh, I enjoy the voice acting. Uh, it's. Um, it's very like queer friendly. Like uh, there's an adult uh, Johnny Quest and Haji, and they're married, and they run a bowling alley. <laughs> I mean, I it's just worth think, a but, watch. Just but for they that. just make them look so goofy. I can't like I don't know. It just ruins it for me. They look so stupid. They drew them looking stupid. And we, so let's be honest. It wasn't like the best art to begin with. Okay, don't crap on. I love you know I love Hanna Barbera. Cartoon. I do too. I do too. The stupid ass song. From where uh, Yogi Bear was like trying, he was like, what? He was, I want to say he was in the Spruce Goose. <laughs> so Yogi Bear uh, stole the Spruce Goose and he loaded up everybody from the Hanna-Barbera universe, the first shared universe. And they're looking for like a non-polluted Oh, yeah, place. yeah. They're, and and, and, a- and they're, they, every time they get in the goddamn Spruce Goose and they sing the song, it's like, we're on our way to the happy place. <laughs> the happy place. <laughs> that mind. Two things in in two things on one side of my brain I hear, I hope they have apple butter, and then on the other side of my brain I hear the stupid Yogi Bear song. What what a, is that the one? What about the one where they're traveling around and like the ark, the like Noah's ark kind of thing? You remember that? Yogi? What, so what was the maniacs at Hanna Barbera were just like? What vehicle can we put Yogi Bear in? And they just go, they're just they're Noah's just ark. around. It's like oh, Yogi and, Bear. Uh, you know, is he's in a the, looking for the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> they were very and, and he's, experimental and, and he's with on the, a like, bullet Yogi, train. Yogi and Scooby Doo have had so many spinoffs and different adventures, like no other cartoon man. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, if you think about the Flintstones, they even got to where they had like the like kind of a Munsters version family in the Flintstones universe. You remember that where they had like the monster kind of neighbors? Oh yeah, I forgot. Didn't, didn't like, uh, 
Didn't the Adams family move in next door to one of those? Well, that's what I'm saying. It was like a Munsters Adams family, like as kind of characters. They 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 would live next door to the Flintstones, and I think like maybe they had a teenage son that would try to date Pebbles or something. I think I can't remember. <clears throat> and, but you said this yeah, new you know, Jellystone go, go, show going is very... back, going back to beating the dead horse. There you go, Hanna Barbera. <laughs> they. And the thing is, like, they only had three storylines. They just recycled it. Like, Magilla Gorilla, Yogi Bear, uh, the Hair Bears, they were all doing, like, they were all having the same problems. There's so many of them. I mean, I saw, I I appreciate, I looked into the Jellystone. I saw that they really did include a a lot of the Hanna-Barbera characters that people don't know or have definitely forgot about. I uh, always loved, um, damn it, you know, the Don Quixote donkey guy. What was his Don Quixote or? No, it was not Don <clears throat> Quixote. It was El Cabong. El Cabong. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was Quick Draw McGraw. Damn it. Why? Oh, I feel so stupid. How quick draw. I can always just Huckleberry Hound Dog. I always love him. Quick Draw McGraw. Yes. But and, you said and this. His, and the only thing that's missing from Jellystone is, uh, and rightfully so, I think they uh, retired uh, Quick Draw's uh, sidekick. Uh, Baba Louie. Yeah, he was really the, very racist. Very, very racist. Uh, um, Mexican donkey. But what about, um, you said that the Jellystone news series is queer friendly. Hello, Snagglepuss was always been queer friendly. I mean, in the way that uh, he was basically, it was just um, all like 1960s gay stereotypes. What? what? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Him and always thought him and Wally Gator were kind of like had something going on, maybe because they seemed like they were probably the gay characters. So Hanna Barbera definitely had the gayest. Ca- so let's uh, see, Huckleberry Hound was definitely gay. No, yeah, Huckleberry Huckle, Huckleberry Hound was gay. He didn't ever set off my gaydar. I mean, obviously Snagglepuss, he's like the queen of the bunch. But Wally Gator maybe feel that way. Maybe you know, well, Wally Gator um, was gay, maybe the great gay grape ape. He was, oh no, great grape ape. Grape ape was definitely gay, and. I don't know about the shark, but oh, you talking about Jabberjaw? Yeah, no, Jabberjaw was gay, wasn't he? he I feel like the way that his like voice and stuff, they were trying to mock like Curly, didn't he? They, were, done, like, no, they were definitely doing that. Curly from the three suit, like yeah. nah, nah, nah. Um, <laughs> let's see, Speed Buggy, the uh, the the yep. living Dune Buggy, definitely gay. Yep, yep, he was gay. Um. You know who who is always one of my favorites? Uh, and the cartoon is so funny. Captain Caveman, where he's like traveling with the teenage girls solving mysteries. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> it was like, why did they were just like, hey, this is working for Scooby Doo. I bet it worked for a hairy cave guy like three. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that they just made him look like a hairy peanut. <laughs> and they like they drew the female characters like they're like kind of like they're like hot female characters. Like, why would they travel around with this hairy? Like caveman dude, what is? How are we supposed to like believe that? And then like, he like talks like real like uh, yeah, <laughs> me 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 go this way. And th- didn't he have like a he had a stupid uh like what would he club? Yeah, his club, and it would do many different things. There was a lot going on. Yeah, but this was also a time when like uh I guess um ratings for the Flintstones wasn't great, so they added a, a fucking space alien. Dude, they, I mean, if you look into what Hanna-Barbera did, they had, like, the Centurions. No, not the Centurions. What were they called? Um, They're Herculoids? Herculoids. Yes. 
Dude, I love Herculoids. He had that rhino, that rhino that it would shoot like rocks out of its horn. Yeah, and yeah. You had, so you had like you had the basically the the living tank. You had the, like the stone ape. Yeah. You had the two booger things. Yeah, the two gloop and gleep. I mean, but don't forget, you also got classics like the actual Harvey Birdman and like Space Ghost. Those were real cartoons before yeah, adults. No, there was no Harvey. It was just Birdman. Bird, a Birdman. Okay. Yeah. Bird, Birdman, Space Ghost. I can hear, hear Birdman. I used to watch them on Boomerang. And then um, in Space Ghost cartoons, and I even liked Blue Falcon and Dino Mud. I thought those were good. Yeah, Dino Mud was good. My favorite, though, was Hong Kong Fooey. I was just, yeah. And I, there's, I thought they were going to do a Hong Kong Fooey movie. Oh. Yeah, but then I think I think that that one's also a little bit racist, I think. Well, I mean. And also, like, culturally appropriate, appropriating. Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's an Asian stereotype for sure. But I he didn't have. That, I want to say that. that Hong Kong Fooey was voiced by uh, Scatman Carruthers. Yeah, he 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 like he didn't like they didn't do like a super like kind of like they didn't go a poo with his voice and make him sound like horribly like stereotypical like any kind of Asian cartoon character. Who was it? No, he, it, he it, sounded it, it, like Scatman. Voiced by a black man. So. Yeah, voice he sounded like like a blues jazz singer. He's like Hong Kong Fooey. Yeah, gonna play. No, I could dig soul. it. I could dig it. But yeah, you're right. I, I mean, like that. I like that he like jumped into the filing cabinet to become Hong Kong food. That was like yeah. my favorite thing. I love that. Maybe a little too much. I, you know, and I always loved, was a big fan. Like I wanted to be him for a career. That's what I want to do in my life was Inspector Gadget. I just thought he was, and everything he could do was the coolest. I was like, can I be Inspector Gadget and just like solve so many different crimes and mysteries and all my gadgets and shit? Like I would still donate my body to do that. I don't think they'd want it, but I'd, I'd donate it. You know, he had some good gadgets, but he had some really weird gadgets too. Well, he, that was like there was a lot of beta testing stuff. That I'm sure they had to swap out over the years. But I mean, like, yeah, I was the, the you know the parachute kind of or the big when the he has like a his life raft j- jacket would just blow up with air or like the helicopter hat, the bouncy shoes, you know, things like that were always fun. No, I I love I remember the I hate life cereal. But um, Life Serial did this thing when I was a kid where it's like you send in like enough proofs of purchase. You got this Inspector Gadget like an investigator kit. And boy, did I eat a bunch of Life Serial to get it was the whole thing was like uh, cardboard. It was like a little cardboard uh, briefcase. And it had like uh, it had uh, like an uh, invisible ink pen and some kind of like little um, little like spyglass thing that like you put it up to a piece of paper you could like read a code uh, i wish i still had that that was I had a lot of fun i'm i had way too much fun with this little cardboard 